Welcome to the Bounce Back Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Ryan Shura and Ty Havers. What's going on, Bounce Back Nation? Happy Friday. It's Friday, February 10th. We got a big weekend of sports ahead. We have Super Bowl 57 Sunday. We had a busy, busy trade deadline that ended yesterday. And the NFL Awards came out last night, came out Thursday night. So a lot to talk about in this episode. Follow us on social media, bounce.back.sports. I'm Ryan Shearer alongside my buddy Ty Havers. How's it going today, Ty? I'm doing great. Cannot wait for this Super Bowl 6.30 on Sunday. I'm counting down the hours. I'm counting down the hours. Glendale, Arizona, 68,000 fans will be in attendance. The Waste Management Open is also happening in the area. That's also crazy. So a jam-packed weekend of sports in Arizona. But first, let's get to this trade deadline in the NBA. We haven't talked a lot of NBA uh, so far in the podcast, but Thursday, man, it was chaos. Uh, Wednesday night into Thursday morning, we saw it all. And starting February 5th with the Dallas-Brooklyn Nets trade, Dallas received Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris, and the Nets got Spencer Dinwiddie back, who was formerly a Net before the Mavs, Dorian Finney-Smith, 2029 first-round pick, and two second-round picks. So a big trade happening there, Ty. Do you like it? Do you like the Kyrie-Luka tandem, you think? Uh, I do. I like it because I don't like Brooklyn at all. (laughs) And I think that's a hell of a of a backcourt having Kyrie and Luca there. I don't know how good they're going to be down low. Uh, I couldn't even tell you what big guys they have. That's how much <laughs> I pay attention to them. But a lot, lot of trades out happening in the West right now, man. Yeah, it's looking like, I mean, all these big players are moving east to west. And and following up with that, the Nets, the Nets traded KD away to the Suns. And the Suns, they just got a new owner over there, Matt Ishbia. He played... He played college ball at Michigan State and uh he's the CEO of UWM. He just bought the Phoenix Suns and Mercury and and are making big changes. So how about this trade, man? This is crazy. They're gonna have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. That's that's pretty scary. Oh my God. That's some scores right there. Yeah. And and you know the Suns aren't they're not doing too hot this year. They they're they were off to a slow start, some injuries. And this is really going to boost their their championship odds, really. But Brooklyn, they receive Michael Bridges, forward Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first-round picks, and a 2028 pick swap. So they sent a lot to Brooklyn. Ooh, four first-round picks. Yeah, oh my unbelievable for KD and <laughs> oh TJ Warren. God. So that, that was a huge trade. All these stars, they're they're packing their bags out, uh, going to the West. The East is going to be wide open for some teams. Philadelphia is looking pretty good uh, as far as the East goes, up with Boston. But it's going to be a movie out West, man. Yeah, it is. I want to. How is it going to be a, a movie in Detroit? Are they going to be celebrating after their trade? Absolutely so? not. What a <laughs> terrible trade! Are you kidding me? The whole city. If you if you go on Twitter and, and just search Detroit Pistons. Pistons Twitter is going crazy. They are disgusted. What are we doing? You know, I I get trading Sadiq Bay. You know, I could get behind that for a for the right trade, 
but trading for James Wiseman? Are you kidding me? Come on, guys. I this this made me really upset. You know, James Wiseman, he was a number two pick in the NBA draft three years ago. But man, dude, he hasn't he hasn't shown production. He's on a Golden State team. You know, there are a lot of shooters on that team, but still you gotta you gotta make a presence on on the court every night. And we haven't seen that from him. And not to mention, the Pistons now have like four, five, six big guys on their bench. Like this, <laughs> yeah. this is not the future of the NBA. A, a bunch of big yeah, guys. There's no plan. There's it, no plan. Like, there's what? no plan right now. You have Isaiah Stewart. You have Jalen Duran, the rookie, who is having a sensational rookie year. He was off the bench to start the year. Now he's starting games. And you have Marvin Bagley, who you signed in free agency, and you're paying him $15 million. So we got to get rid of Bagley because we have too many big guys on this team. Let's see what Wiseman does. But rumor has it, Troy Weaver, the GM of the Pistons, he really wanted Wiseman back when he was in the draft, and, and he didn't fall to us. So oh, still a stupid move, I think. A really stupid move, especially with the money in it and, and his contract. And I'm going to say it again. We got a thousand big guys on our bench. And and it, in today's NBA world, you need three point shooters. You need wing guys. And we're out here getting some trees. I, I just don't understand it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a little rant, but I just had to say it. I was everyone, man. When that, when that happened it yesterday, out. it was just terrible news. I, I wish all the best to Sadiq Bay. I loved him in a Pistons uniform. And I think he's going to be a good addition for Atlanta. And Atlanta, you know, they're around that 500 mark this season. But uh, I think the addition, you know, of Bay will help them in the long term, spread out the floor and and help Trey Young get some more open shots. Yeah, it's good to know, too, that Golden State received five second round picks like that's that's a big haul. And that's, too. that's crazy, too. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's, like, that's not a bad deal either. What about OK, real quick. I want to talk about the Lakers before we switch to NFL. Yes, yeah, let's do it. I mean, February 9th, Mo Bamba comes to town and they send Patrick Beverly out. Um, That's a good even, trade. Last time I, you like it? Okay, tell me. I like that I, trade. I, I like Patrick Beverly, especially on that when he comes on podcasts. But yeah, Pat Beverly, I mean, he's a great locker room guy. You know, some people don't like him around the league, but this guy plays defense and you don't get a lot of that in today's NBA world. And, uh, you know, he, he plays with heart. And but Mobamba on the other side, this guy's seven feet tall. He could stretch the floor, can hit some threes, and uh, he's a big, you know, shot blocker presence in the paint. So I, I like this move for the Lakers. They really don't have, you know, besides AD, a guy coming off the bench who who has that seven feet tall, long arm physique like Mobamba does, and and he could also uh, shoot the three ball well. So I like that for the Lakers. I don't know if the Lakers are going anywhere this season. Yeah. But I, I think it is a good trade. We gotta talk about this other Lakers trade. Lakers made a trade February. Okay, 8th, okay, okay. Russell. And it was it was it, yeah, it was a three team deal. It was Los Angeles, Minnesota, and Utah, three West Coast teams. Russell Westbrook, no longer a Laker. He is on the Jazz now. Uh the Lakers received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt in the trade. And and that's another good trade for the Lakers. They're getting D'Angelo Russell back. Uh, and adding a key wing piece in Malik Beasley, he's a, also a great defender and uh, can uh, drive the ball into the paint. So I think that's a good trade. Minnesota gets Mike Conley. But Russell Westbrook, Ty, 
this guy hasn't really found a steady home in years. It seems like it seems like he's always on the move. Yeah, it seems like his also his game has decreased throughout the years. It's not. Yeah. It's. I mean, you're seeing shots that hit the side of the backboards every year. <laughs> I mean, what the what, um, come on i still love him though i mean when you talk about some of the the best you know players that attack the rim it's he's up there i mean at least when he was on the thunder but yeah. well I'm, yeah that's all i got to say about that yep so big big trade deadline a lot lot more trades you know happen but those are some of the big ones that we thought of but yeah crazy that was a crazy trade deadline go it's gonna, sixers it's gonna <laughs> go sixers it's gonna see uh it's going to be cool to watch these teams with these new additions. So uh, that's it for the NBA talk. We're going on to the NFL now. <laughs> NFL awards took place last night. You know, not really any shockers, but well-deserved awards from everyone uh, across the board. Let's start with MVP, Ty. Pat Mahomes. Deservably so. I, I think he gets it. What do you uh, think? I think he deserves it. Um, well, who? I mean... You can't if you're comparing quarterbacks this year between Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. That's that's easily Patrick Mahomes, and I think everybody knew it. So it, that one didn't surprise that one didn't surprise me at all. Yeah, and Justin Jefferson, the Vikings wide receiver, was the only wide receiver on the list. He came in at fifth in the voting. The rest quarterbacks: Jalen Hurts, second, third, Josh Allen with the Bills, and coming in fourth place. Joe Burrow at the Bengals. So I think it was well-deserving. Mahomes, you know, back in the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts is also in the Super Bowl this year, but it's his first one, and Mahomes ha- had a hell of a season. So uh, I think well-deserved. He- he's a great player, one of a kind. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Uh, next up we have Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson making this list, and he won the award. Rightfully so. Do you think uh, he deserved it? There was, you know, Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts was also were also on the list, as well as Tyreek Hill on the Dolphins. I mean, it's a pretty cool thing to say as a wide receiver that you won the AP Offensive Player of the Year because that doesn't happen too much. Yeah. That can that can be like the, <clears throat> the MVP where it's a quarterback reward. But you know, if the MVP who plays offense, Justin, I'm sorry, Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP and he plays offense and there's an offensive player of the year award. You think that he also wins that. So that's why I, I mean, it just, to me, that doesn't make sense, but I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from Justin Jefferson's year. The numbers he's putting up with only being in the league for a couple of years, still can't believe the Eagles drafted Jalen Rieger over him. But, and then again, like you look down like in fourth place is Tyree kill and you know, Joe Burrow finished fourth for the MVP. So I don't, that just doesn't really make sense to me. But I think I think it's great for him that he won that. I, I do. I like it. Yeah, you don't really see a receiver winning this award, like you said, mostly all quarterbacks. But yeah, Justin Jefferson. We got Defensive Player of the Year. Nick Bosa winning that. Bosa. What do you think about that? Second place, Micah Parsons. Third, uh, defensive tackle for the Chiefs, Chris Jones. Chris Jones had a hell of a year for the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, he's not talked about enough. He's yeah, he's underrated. He's the best defensive tackle in the league. Yeah, hands down. What I like to say about Nick Bosa, though, I'm sure his brother is jealous, <laughs> but he deserve he deserves this one. He he had a hell of a year. I don't know how many sacks he had. It was definitely in the lower twenties, and nobody was close. Maybe Hassan Reddick, but very well deserved to the Ohio State alum. 
I like that. I like mm-hmm. Nick Bosa as the winner. Had a great year with the 49ers. That 49ers defense, man. It was uh, you know, points points were hard to come by if you were the opposing offense. Coach of the year. Brian Dable of the New York Giants. I like this one. That was your uh, pick. You like that one. Yeah, I like yeah, that one like a that lot. Guy. He, you know, he changed the culture. He brought in new coaches. And, you know, he's he's a hard-nosed coach. And he he expects a lot from his guys. And, you know, I like I like what he did there in New York. Getting to the playoffs. That was cool to see. Also on that list, head coach Kyle Shanahan of the 49ers and Dougie P, Doug Peterson of the Dougie Jaguars, P. came in third. Doug, Doug, uh, I think Doug should have gone over Kyle Shanahan be- just after the the garbage can he took over. I mean, the- Urban Meyer left him in the dust, and he took that team that nobody thought, I mean, was at least going to make it to the playoffs when they they started how they did. And to take them and to win one, that was – I love Dougie P. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, good season for the Jags. And, you know, they, they were off to a slow start. They kind of started off like the Lions. And then, you know, right after that Lions game, though, they they caught something and started winning games, back-to-back games, and and found themselves in the playoffs. That was a cool story. Uh, so Dougie P definitely deserves to be on that list. Comeback player of the year, Geno Smith. Do you like it? Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley also on that list. It, you know, would you say he's a comeback player of the year, even though he was a backup? Like, it's not like he was facing injury or anything, right? So how how do you like this award? No, yeah, I agree with you. He didn't face any injury. So the, the question is, what does the term comeback in this award mean? Because yeah, you know, that's a guy that's just coming off being the bench. Mm-hmm. Like, Saquon and McCaffrey both came back from really – you know, struggling injuries to come back from. So yeah, I agree. I think it should have been one of those two, not not Gino. But I mean, to come off the bench, like I said, I don't want to take anything away from him. He had a heck of a year for the Seahawks, and he deserves to be that quarterback next year. Yeah, it seems like they have to come up with a different award for like guys like that, right? That are they're waiting to get their turn, and then and then kind of you know break out one year, kind of like what Gino yeah. did. So. Yeah, Geno Smith, great year, though. McCaffrey and Saquon also had great years. Offensive and defensive rookie of the year belong to the New York Jets. This one, I'm not so sure about. Offensive rookie of the year winner, mm. Garrett Wilson. I like that one, do you? you don't I like don't know. It, 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 you know, Kenneth Walker, Brock Purdy, they, they both made the playoffs. Jets did not. And I think, you know, it is an individual award, but it's also, I think there's a team aspect to the award too. And, and where you take your team and your performance. And I think Kenneth Walker had a great year. Garrett Wilson. I don't know. I feel like the Jets offense was just so hit or miss because they, you know, they had the quarterback situation, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To give him credit, he had uh, Zach Wilson for, you know, half the time there. So, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and that's and then you go with the backups and down the list, the offense, it was hit or miss. So I don't know about that. His individual numbers I didn't think were that spectacular, but whatever. Kenneth Walker and Brock Purdy might just sound more like they deserve it just because nobody was – I don't think many people were giving these guys a case to win off the rookie of the year, and Garrett mm-hmm. Wilson went pretty good in the draft. So yeah, congrats to true. him, though. I mean, like you said, he had nobody thrown to him all year. I mean – yeah. That's change true. the quarterback yeah. that much kudos it, it can affect a wide receiver so yeah, yeah. kudos to the the jets mm-hmm. yeah jets and defensive jets. rookie of the year detroit native cornerback sauce gardner i love it 
Love it. Great year, you know, as a rookie, but also just as a pro. Like he was up there in the leaderboards for everything for uh, secondary there. So I like that. Aiden Hutchinson came in second place. Tariq Woolen in third from the Seahawks. Hey, I wanted Aiden to win it, but I'm as happy as I would be for Aiden to, uh, winning it that I that I am for Sauce. The Detroit guy played his high school ball at MLK over on the east side of Detroit. And uh, it was cool to see in his speech, shout out Detroit and, you know, his his come up and, you know, giving thanks to his mom and God and everything. Just all the battles he faced growing up and and making it out. It, it was good to see. I, I like to hear that from Sauce. So that was cool. I agreed. Yep. Sauce Gardner for sure. Aiden had a great year. Yeah. Great year. Uh, Jet. He just he locked down, you know. He was always going up against Sauce. Sauce was always going always going up against uh, the number one wide receivers that the Jets would play. So mm-hmm. as a rookie, so well deserved, well deserved. And then just a couple more. We got to hit assistant coach of the year. That's a big one. I was mad about this. Ben Johnson coming in second. Great <laughs> offense. Is that why? Is, that why we're, is this is why we're hitting it? Okay. Oh come on, come on. This is this is big news. Big news now, but. Uh, Overall winner of this award, 49ers defensive coordinator, uh, D'Amico Ryans. 49ers defense was was great this year. Ben Johnson coming in second. Third, offensive coordinator for the Eagles, Shane Steichen. Is that how you pronounce that, Ty? Yep, yep. Yeah, so good list there. I like it. And then or Walter Payton, NFL Man of the Year, Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Good for you, Dak. Good yeah, for you. Good for Dad. you. My boy Jared Goff was on that list. I would have loved to see him get that for all the work he does in the city of Detroit. But hey, Dak's got to do some stuff. Giving back is always good. Okay, that's all gonna right, do it's it. Time. It's time. Super Bowl time. Super Bowl fifty-seven on the clock. Glendale, Arizona. Ty, let's hear it, man. Well, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Are you are you nervous? What what's what's going on in your head being an Eagles fan? Uh, I am nervous. I am nervous. I think anybody who likes a team that has to play Patrick Mahomes on Sunday gets a little nervous. But <laughs> this is the the first time since the last time the Eagles went to the Super Bowl where both won seeds in the AFC and the NFC matchup. So, um and with the, you know, the Eagles being a one and a half point favorite, it's it's making out to be hopefully a really good game. All four quarters. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Eagles like you said a one and a half point favorite. That yeah. caught my attention. I was not expecting that. Oh, like are you saying that like you don't agree? Yeah, I'm I don't know about that. Well, I was just right, so I was thinking in, in in Vegas's standpoint, right? If I'm if I'm making the lines here, I I think I'd pick Kansas City just because of, of you know the past three years or whatever. I know I know the Eagles have been in the Super Bowl recently too, but I don't know. I, I think just the overall team that Kansas City has, Andy Reid versus a you know, second year head coach. I'm cheering for the Eagles, though. I'll tell you that. I respect that. I come on. Thank you. I'll take yeah. that. But looking at the team comparisons, both like you said, number one seeds, fourteen and three apiece. They've scored Eagles. the same amount of points this year as well. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, I can't. I don't know the number. I, I know that though. They've they've scored the the same amount of points on all, not on offense, just total points, and then um. Like you said, they're both one seed. So it's going to be a good one. It's the Andy Reid Bowl and it's the Kelsey Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be a good football game coming in. Uh, Philadelphia defense so far in the playoffs, eight sacks, nine tackles for a loss. They have a great front four up in Philly there. 
looking at Kansas City defense, pretty similar in the postseason. Sacks, they have 17 sacks and nine tackles for losses. So they could, both defenses could get around the field, force pressure on the opposing quarterback. What are the three keys to this game, Ty, if if you're Philly, to win this game? Philly? Okay, I think it comes down to... The first, the first thing I think it comes down to is the trenches. I think Philly owns this side when it comes to having a better offensive line and a better defensive line, especially a better defensive line given the amount of sacks they have had. I think they're like five or six sacks from breaking the all-time sack record for a season. So that's one. Two, I would go playmakers. I think the best playmaker on the field is Patrick Mahomes, the MVP. But all around, I think Philly's just got more. I think they have a better team. Often you look at A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. That's Those are three guys that can just get open on their own. And with that offensive line, the rushing game, they had the number one rushing game in the league this year. Mm-hmm. And then on defense, you look at that. You look at their playmakers. That defensive line coming off the bench is Nadama Kinsu and mm-hmm. Hassan Reddick, a walk-on from Temple from Philly. You know, he got drafted to Arizona. And then now he's playing for his home team for the Super Bowl. He's going to be amped. And then I would say the last reason why the Eagles are going to win is because Patrick Mahomes has never had to face this year as good enough cornerbacks as the Eagles got with Darius Slay. And you know how mm. good Darius Slay is. Oh, yeah. And James Bradbury plus uh, Chance Gardner as a safety with Mark Marcus Epps. This, this defense is loaded. They make big plays when they need to. And it's just going to come down to, you know, having forcing Patrick Mahomes to have second and long third and long and like that's just going to be the key for the defense but yeah I mean I could even tell I mean I could even give you reasons why Kansas City would win they'd go on man like they, what, what, what do they got to do I just feel like Kansas City has been there more than the Eagles like yeah. the players Andy Reid I mean Andy Reid's been there on the Eagles he's been there a Super Bowl coaching the Eagles now he's you know coaching against the Eagles in a Super Bowl Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes he's won Travis Kelsey the best tight end Someone could maybe argue ever. I don't know. But it's they've just been there and done it. And that's that's so key when you're when you're playing in a Super Bowl in this big of a game. Yeah. And I just experience. I cannot win. Yeah. I, yeah. Experience. Yep. It's gonna that's, be a good one the- though. Two number one seeds. And uh for the first time ever in Super Bowl history, two black quarterbacks going at it for the Lombardi trophy. That's that's awesome to see. That's pretty it's cool. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big game. In Glendale, Arizona. But yeah, I'm I'm cheering for the Eagles, man. They got Darius Slay, Nadam Kung Su, both former Lions. So that's that's where my heart is. Darius Slay, it'd be awesome to see him win one, especially what happened after in Detroit, leaving Detroit because Matt Patricia doesn't know a damn thing. Oh um, yeah. Did you see that he called him out too? Oh yeah. Yeah. As he that. should. As yeah. he should. So that was a mess. Detroit loves them. I, I I know they're cheering for them. Last year, it was Matt Stafford. This year, it's Darius Slay. Next year, it's going to be the Lions. How about that? Uh, that's <laughs> that's that's where my mind's at. I'd like to see that. Yeah. At least make but what else? What else can we touch on in this game? What, uh, what Ken- do you uh, what do you think? What about the over-under? What do you think about that? It's 50 and a half. 50 um, and a half over-under. I say, I say it's going to be over 50. It's indoors. Me too. too. Indoors, natural grass. It's good playing conditions out there in Arizona. Both high, you know, high scoring offenses, but you know, two two great defenses as well. But definitely over fifty. You said fifty and a half. Yeah, fifty and a half. Yeah, yeah, fifty and a half. 
Okay. I'm with you. I mean, the parade in this town of Philly. I don't, I don't live in Philly, but I I wish I did. I want to go to this parade so bad if it happens. You have no idea. And I think Philly fans are really, really wanting to parade this year just because their their baseball team came so close. So Yeah, that's you, true. You don't Good want, point. You know, yeah, that would that would be really sad if they both came up short. But we're hoping not. This is gonna I mean, Jalen Hurts, if you've if you've heard anything that he said this week, he just seems so humble and yeah, you know, this this guy's wired. Like he's only mm-hmm. twenty four years old, drafted second round, and he even came out and and said, you know, I knew all these people I knew I knew mostly everybody was questioning why I was drafted second round to a team with a good quarterback at the time Carson Wentz <laughs> Carson Wentz and uh you know this is just he's got he's already proven so much but if he wins this this is this is this that's is big time legend. that's big time that's rocky that's legendary yeah more big time than Josh Allen Josh Allen's yeah, still looking for a that. Super Bowl win yeah is he yeah yeah I'm kidding so yeah that's good. all I got good stuff for the Eagles uh give us the final score 31 27 31 31 27 so i'm i'm going over the 50 and a half okay i'm going to go 37 34 mm. high score who, who's game. winning that who's winning that you know eagles. Who I'm eagles okay <laughs> 37 34 eagles so that's the super bowl talk big weekend have fun this weekend. What's what's the what's your best before we go? What's what's the best Super Bowl dish? Do you have a Super Bowl dish that you always got to have on Super Bowl or a food or something? I gotta have pizza. I gotta, gotta have, pizza. have pizza. Yeah, pizza, pizza. I pretty much watch football, <laughs> and I have to eat pizza when I watch when I watch NFL pizza. I just gotta order a pizza and have a couple of brewskis. Heck yeah, I like it. I like it. Very nice. All right, pizza for you? Ty. I'm saying. Well, my dad normally makes a huge spread for Super Bowl Sunday. Everything you could imagine. Him and my sister make homemade pierogies, so that's a Super Bowl thing in our house. Bunch Ooh. of per- uh, homemade pierogies, bacon water chestnuts, every everything, the whole spread. So I'm it's gonna like a holiday that. at the Shira house. I know, I know, I'm bummed. I I gotta work on Sunday, so I'm missing that. But yeah, have have fun, everyone, this weekend. Watch some good good football. Super Bowl, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. But in the meantime, follow us on our Instagram, bounce.back.sports. And thank you so much to our friend Cam Dornward putting out a awesome reel, intro reel for us for our social media pages. Yes, sir. So thank you, Cam. And uh, we appreciate you, buddy. We'll see you next weekend, next Friday. We'll have another episode out for you. We'll see you, everybody. Go Birds!